Open all his boxes, a box of chocolates. Would I know to stay away? What's said, hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, and thank you to Arwolf for subbing the show for several weeks now. It was much, much, much appreciated. But I'm back today, and today's show theme is entitled Pickles, Panto, and Piping Hot Drinks. I know you're thinking, it's so cold outside, I could really go for some pickles. Well, we'll get to those in a second, but how about some piping hot drinks? Well, it goes like this. First of all, Put your cup up to the radio. I'll pour some for you. Also, at the Detroit Institute of Arts, I want to let you know about this because piping hot drinks. There is an exhibit there called Bittersweet Coffee, Tea, and Chocolate. It has just begun not too long ago, continuing through March 5th, which means you have plenty of time to see it. Or if you're like me, you think, I have plenty of time to see it, and then it's over before you know it. So see it. Says here, from social revolutions that change the way we drink our morning blends to design revolutions that change the objects that we drink from, step back in time to when gathering over a cup of your favorite hot beverage caused a stir that upended the world. This is at the Detroit Institute of Arts. And Bittersweet Coffee, Tea, and Chocolate is the first exhibition at the Detroit Institute of Arts to engage in all five senses. In addition to seeing art, you can touch, hear, smell, and even taste coffee and tea-related beverages. So that's all at the DIA. And I thought I'd warm up the radio with a little bit of cappuccino boogie for you from Mr. Wayne Hancock. I believe, if I'm correct, it goes a little something like this. Well, every morning when I wake, I shiver and I shake. I get a little booster on my morning coffee break. Go, cat, go to the cappuccino boogie. Go, cat, go to the cappuccino boogie. The cappuccino boogie make my whole day jump and swing. I take a job a shop with a gong gal at the counter. I get a triple shop, brother, just to be around her. Go, cat, go to the cappuccino boogie. Go, cat, go to the cappuccino boogie. The cappuccino boogie make my whole day jump and swing. Johnny. When they're in the sack hey! I take mine when I drive my Cadillac Go cat, go to the cappuccino boogie Go cat, go to the cappuccino boogie The 
Cappuccino boogie Make my whole day jump and swing Shiver and I shake. I get a little booster on my morning coffee break. Go, cat, go to the cappuccino boogie. Go, cat, go to the cappuccino boogie. The cappuccino boogie makes my whole day jump and swing. Thank you, Wayne Hancock. That is the Cappuccino Boogie. You're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. This is Mike. It's not Go Cat Go, the Rockabilly show, although you should check the WCBN schedule for that mighty, mighty fine rockabilly and hot music show from Del Villarreal on WCBN. Go Cat Go, the Rockabilly show. That was, however, Wayne Hancock and Cappuccino Boogie from his album Ride on Bloodshot Records. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. Speaking of food, as I mentioned, bittersweet, coffee, tea, and chocolate. The exhibition is at the DIA. And an additional food-related exhibition starting this weekend. Tomorrow, in fact, everything is starting tomorrow. That's your tip for today. Everything starts tomorrow. The Edible Movement, the Art of Food for Festivals. That's starting tomorrow at the DIA, including about 140 prints, rare books, and serving manuals from the Getty Research Institute Collection and Private Collections. The artworks illustrate in lush detail the delectable monuments and sculptures made of food that were an integral part of street festivals as well as court and civic banquets in Europe in the 16th to 19th centuries. Mmm, that's going to be at the Detroit Institute of Arts, starting this Friday and continuing through the middle of April. Also, bittersweet coffee, tea, and chocolate, now through March 5th at the DIA. Well, that's the piping hot drinks. Now on to the pickles. Two pickle-related things are happening tomorrow, and this is very important to talk about the pickles now. One of those things is a movie called The Pickle Recipe, it's showing at the Michigan Theater starting tomorrow. It's got a local angle. Tomorrow it's airing at 
4.37 and 9.15 p.m. You can see all the times at mishtheater.org, M-I-C-H theater.org. And just the other day, we got um, a good fellow from WCBN, Dalton Pataki, talking to some of the folks behind the pickle recipe. He talked to Sheldon Cohn, Cohn, sorry, Sheldon Cohn. He and his uh, writing partner, Gary Wolfson, created the pickle recipe. And here's what uh, Sheldon Cohn had to say about this uh, here movie. What we like to say, it's a heartfelt comedy. And what I mean like by that, it's not slapstick, goofy, although it's definitely some humor. But I'll tell you where it came from. It came from um, Gary and I were art. He was an art director. I was a producer. And we were both creative directors at Donor Advertising in Detroit. And it was my first job out of college in 1977. So I guess I'm dating myself. (laughs) So we were working at Donor Advertising. And we always wanted to make a movie. It was a goal of mine. And I'm a film graduate. And he said to me one night, you know, my grandmother made these amazing pickles. She was from Russia. And these incredible kosher pickles, rather, I can still taste them. But she never gave anybody the recipe. And she died. And they're gone forever. So I said, well, maybe that's kind of funny. And he said, yeah, it is. So we went back and forth as you do on ideas, and so we came up with the pickle recipe. So to sum it up, it stars John Dorridge Joey. So Joey's this party entertainer, the king of Detroit party entertainers. Unfortunately, an accident at a wedding he's doing causes him to lose all his sound and lighting equipment. It goes up in a big ball of flame. His daughter's having her bat mitzvah in a month, and he's really desperate, so he turns to his uncle, which is David Pamer, um, his Uncle Morty, and says, Uncle Morty, can you help me? And Uncle Morty says, okay, I'll give you the cash under one condition. If you can steal your Grandma Rose's secret pickle recipe, I'll sell it to a friend of mine and give you the money you need to get back in the business. And at first he says, no way. Then he meets with his ex-wife, realizes she's about to hire his nemesis to do his daughter's bat mitzvah, and she's counting on him to do it, her dad. So he says, all right, I'm going to go over to the dark side. I'm going to steal my grandma's pickle recipe. And that's the setup. And the whole movie follows the journey of him trying to con his Polish immigrant grandmother's secret recipe out of her. And she's so protective of it, she doesn't even let anybody <laughs> watch her make the pickles. She's fierce. But she's got a sweet side, too. But she's, she's pretty tough. And she's a great actress, too. Yeah, uh, you talk about uh, the Polish grandmother. From what I understand, this was shot in Detroit. Would that be the Hamtramck era? Actually, you're right. Um, Her house was in Hamtramck. The deli was just down from Tiger Stadium called the High Grade Deli, which we changed into Irv's Deli, which in the movie is her late husband. And we shot all over Detroit. Half of the movie was shot in Detroit and Hamtramck. The other half was shot in Oakland County. So we really made use of Michigan, and we love shooting in Detroit. We were lucky enough to uh, get the film incentive, which is a tax, not even a tax rebate, it's a rebate from the state on all your expenses in Michigan, and we're still waiting for the check, but that really helped lower the budget, which unfortunately the legislature got rid of it, and we were the third to last film to get the incentive. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So it's like why Transformers was here, why Batman versus Superman was here. But this is a better film. Yes. I'm willing to believe that the pickle recipe is better than the Transformers or Batman versus Superman, indeed. The pickle recipe, you've just heard from Sheldon Cohn, one of the co writers of that locally oriented movie about a down on his luck party MC corrupted by his shameless uncle to steal his grandmother's top secret pickle recipe. It's at the Michigan Theater starting tomorrow. It's at 4.37 and 9.15 tomorrow. Definitely through Thursday, December 22nd. Sometimes you got to wait until the end of next week to find out if it continues after that, but it's definitely Friday through Thursday, and you can read more at mishtheater.org. I understand that the writers will be appearing at some of the showings, but I don't have that information right in front of me. I'll try to scare that up for you. This is Pandora's Lungs Box, a show about pickles and other kinds of food and culture. Another pickle-oriented event starting tomorrow as well, but first of all, we need to get some pickle music on the turntable. Speaking of movies and theatrical such, here is uh, Loretta Haggers, who was not real. In fact, she was a character created by Mary Kay Place for the TV show Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and she did this song called Baby Boy about her Charlie, who also didn't exist but was a character. It'll all make sense when you hear this, or maybe not. Here goes.
There you go, a mighty fine fossil referencing indirectly the 1976 TV show Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and a couple of the characters on the show, one of which was singing that one. Mary Kay Place, the actress performing as Loretta Haggers doing the song Baby Boy, Another Pickle Song. It's about a quarter to seven, and Arwolf and Face the Music coming up at seven. I'm looking forward to that. In the meantime, another pickle event happening tomorrow, or, an, or something of a pickle-oriented nature, shall we say. This at the Blind Pig. No, not pickled pig. Not pickled pig feet, no, but at the Blind Pig, Cool Keith is going to be performing, as will Kosha Dills. Kosha Dills is coming to the Blind Pig. Rami Matan Evan Esh is known better by his stage name, Kosha Dills. He was born in New Jersey to Israeli immigrant parents, raised in Edison, New Jersey, spent summers in Israel. He rhymes in English, Hebrew, and Spanish. A graduate of Rutgers University, he was a member of the wrestling team, studied creative writing, which he has said helped to expand his writing skills. In his youth, he played the trumpet, and now he's a rapper, and he raps in multiple languages. And I've got a snippet of him right here. This is completely and utterly in English. This is a hip-hop record that features about a million people on it, as all the best hip-hop records do. This is from an album by Pace One and Mr. Green. This cut, Childhood, features Cy Marshall Law, Mary Lou, and Kosha Dills. Here's a little bit of Kosha Dill. Kosha Kosher Dill. The cold is making my lips freeze, but here's some kosher dills for you. Here we go. Here he comes. Any moment now. I'm watching New Jack City. Dreams are holding the hammers. I asked my mama for a sandwich, peanut butter, banana. She had to throw the jelly out. Kids is acting jelly now. Cops tap my celly now. Them haters try to sell me out. I had a Doberman pincher and his name was us. I never thought of catching felonies for selling drugs. First time soccer field switched to two-hand touch. 18th birthday, two hands, two handcuffs. Grown man stuff I deal with. Feeling the track. Eager at the head station. Got stabbed in the back. Kids stuntin' like you got my back. I got yours. Smoke a fat one to the head, then I fell on the floor. We used to be trick or treating, now I got label meetings. King Dome, King Cone, and I'm ice creaming. Never had a job stacking shoebox, was the new hobby. Fought Mike Ross in eighth grade, he caught two bodies. Back in those days. There you go, that's some Kosha Dills. He's going to be at the Blind Pig tomorrow with Cool Keith. Sorry to the person who was calling. I. Got so many hands and so many pickle jars right now, I just can't get the phone. But it's 10 to 7. Arwolf has stepped into the room and is going to help us face the music in short order. I'm looking forward to that at 7. A little bit about pickles. According to Wikipedia, pickling began 4,000 years ago using cucumbers native to India. Citation needed. The term pickle is derived from the Dutch word pekel, meaning brine, in the U.S. and Canada, and sometimes Australia and New Zealand, the word pickle alone almost always refers to a pickled cucumber, except when it is used figuratively, you know. It may also refer to other types of pickles, such as pickled onion, pickled cauliflower, etc. In the U.K., pickle, such as cheese and pickle sandwich, may also refer to the plowman's pickle, which is a kind of chutney. There is an extensive entry on pickling around the world in Wikipedia, Picklepedia, Wikipicklepedia, something like that. The U.S. section, in fact, mentions pickled eggs and says they are common in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. There you 
have it. Now, we're going to listen to another pickle tune. I think it's necessary that we do this. I don't know if we're going to hear the whole tune. It's about six minutes long, but it's a lot shorter than Mr. Arlo Guthrie's Thanksgiving song. So we're going to get into Motorcycle, Significance of the Pickle song. That again is Motorcycle, left parenthesis, Significance of the Pickle, right parenthesis song. We're going to get into it and see how long we get into it or something. I don't want a pickle Just want to ride on the motorcycle And I don't want a tickle I'd rather ride on my motorcycle And I don't want to die Just want to ride on my motorcycle You know, it's been about 12 years now that I've been singing this dumb song. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing that somebody could get away with singing a song this dumb for that long. But you know, hey, you know what's more amazing than that is that, is that uh, somebody could make a living singing a song this dumb. But... That's America. You know, I told about everything there was to tell about it. When I wrote it, how come, why, what for. But you know, the one thing that I always used to neglect to explain was the significance of the pickle. It was the time I was riding my bike. I was going down a mountain road. I was doing 150 miles an hour. On one side of the mountain road, there was a mountain. And on the other side, there was nothing. It was just a cliff in the air. But I wasn't paying attention, you know. I was just driving down the road. All of a sudden, by accident, a string broke off my guitar. It broke, you know, right there, went flying across the road that way, wrapped itself around a yield sign. Well, the sign didn't break. It didn't come out the ground. The string stayed wrapped around it, stayed in the other end of my guitar. I held on to my guitar with one hand. I held on to the bike with the other. I made a sharp turn off the road. Luckily, I didn't go into the mountain. I went over the cliff. I was doing 150 miles an hour sideways and 500 feet down at the same time. Hey, I was looking for the cops. Because, you know, hey, I knew that, you know, it, it was illegal. I, I knew that that was it. I knew I didn't have long to live in this world. And in my last remaining seconds in the world, I knew that it was my obligation to write one last farewell song to the world. Took out a piece of paper. I pulled out a pen and it didn't write. I, I had to put another ink cartridge in it. I sat back and I thought a while and then it come to me. It come like a flash, like a vision burnt across the clouds. I just wrote it down. I learned it right away. I don't want a pickle, just want to ride on my motorcycle. And I don't want a tickle, I'd rather ride on my motorcycle. And I don't want to die, just want to ride on my motorcycle. 
Hey, I, you know, I knew it wasn't the best song I ever wrote. But I didn't have time to change it. But you know, the most amazing thing was that I didn't die. I landed on the top of a police car. And it died. I come into town. I come into town with a screaming 175 miles an hour, singing my new motorcycle song. I stopped out front of the deli, and out front of the deli was a man eating the most tremendous pickle. A pickle the size of four pregnant watermelons. Just a huge monster pickle. He walked up to me, pushed a pickle in my face, and started asking me questions. It was about the same time I noticed a pickle in my face. I noticed a cord hanging from the long end of the pickle going up his sleeve, down his shirt, into his pants and shoes, out into a briefcase he had near his feet. I knew it wasn't an ordinary pickle, but it was about the same time I noticed a cord hanging out of the pickle that a four-foot cop arrived with a five-foot gun. A cop that one time must have been around six foot three, but was met at the bottom of a mountain by a flying, singing, writing weirdo freak. He walked up and with one tremendous hand, he grabbed the pickle away from the other guy. He threw it a hundred feet straight up in the air. And while the pickle was halfway between going up and coming down, he took out his gun and put a three-inch bullet hole right through the long end of the pickle. It started coming back down. He stuck out his foot. He caught the pickle on his big toe. And balancing the pickle on his big toe, he reached his huge hand into his little pocket. Pulled out a 10-foot ticket. He borrowed my pen. He wrote it up. Then he rolled it up and stuffed it in a bullet hole in the middle of the pickle, took the pickle with the ticket, and shoved it down my throat. It was at that very moment that the pickle with the ticket was going down my throat that I knew for sure that, that I didn't want a pickle. I don't want a pickle. I just want to ride on my motorcycle. I don't want a tickle I'd rather ride on my motorcycle And I don't want to die Just want to ride on my motorcycle Just when you say, how much of that am I going to play? Am I going to do the whole thing? And then the whole thing goes by and you've done the whole song. Just the whole song, I tell you, the whole song. That was Arlo Guthrie and Motorcycle, left parenthesis, significance of the pickle, right parenthesis, song. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a really long time. I'm getting used to it now. I'll and face the music in just a moment, but I promised pickles, panto, and piping hot drinks, and I'm going to tell you about panto. Sugar Plum Panto, presented by Theater Nova. It's going to be presented by the Theater Nova Ensemble. It's actually been going on for a while. It's continuing through December 23rd every night at 7 p.m. It, it's at 416 West Huron Street. What is panto? It's it's a Christmas tradition in England mostly, but also sometimes in America, packed with references to movies, pop culture, and current events. 
sausage sword fights, plenty of dancing, lots of non-allergenic candy, and uh, featuring some brand new songs by R. Mackenzie Lewis, Kick Butt, and Tick Tock. This is how you know it is what it is. When Young Clara's Christmas dream goes awry, an outrageous cast of characters appears to entertain her and save her from the Mouse King. All of this happening at Theater Nova on 416 West Huron Street in Ann Arbor. Is it happening t- tonight at 7? It's happening in two minutes, and it's also going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if there are any pickles involved, but there you have it. Did I say this is WCBN FM in Arbor? If I didn't, it is. Thank you for listening. Never, ever, under any circumstances, ever stop doing that. Get ready for our wolf. i speaking. I'll let him do the talking. Thank you. Not real ones like to go to a home to Oh, hello. This is Hunhurtu from Tua. You're listening to WCBN FM and Arbor. feels really good. It's seven o'clock, and just like they said in a very uh, deep and, and reverberating voice, Radio Free Ann Arbor, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, student-run experimental radio from the University of Michigan, very, very, very community-connected. That's why Mike is here. That's why I'm here. Also, lots of people who work at the University of Michigan in a uh, service capacity, like Mike my own wicked little self. You know, it's it's dangerously cold outside, so I want to advise you right off the bat that you should never, ever, ever leave animals out in this kind of cold. And if there's any human beings that don't have the right kind of shelter, it's up to us to see to it that nobody gets damaged by the weather. And this is weather that can damage you if you're out um, exposed to it long enough. So please, we're here to take care of one another. And that's the number one order of business. Number two order of business, as far as I'm concerned, Thursday night, 7 to 8, Face the Music is all about old records that have relevance in our uh, collective consciousness. This is part of our cultural heritage And I'm becoming obsessed with the number six because it's the end of 2016. And this is the fifth week in a row that I'm bringing down recordings made in 1926, 36, and 46. I even have one. I got a James Moody tune from 1956 with Eddie Jefferson singing. That'll be up uh, a little bit later. But right now it's 1926. We're 